a playlist original. It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBP. I'm so glad you're here. Today, Denise and Molly from the Gossip That's Good For You podcast join me to talk about a lot of fun things. But before we get into it, I wanted to give two updates. One is that Audrina Patches just released a new book. And in today's episode, we talk about Back to the Beach Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti's new podcast about Laguna Beach. So I wanted to touch on that. And then just some think pieces came out about Kylie Jenner using her private jet for really short flights that Jen and I talked about on the last episode of RTBP. And I just wanted to touch on that because it's just a cool perspective, I think. So Audrina's memoir came out and I, I hope people are know I'm saying memoir like Chris Jenner, not that I actually uh, say it like that, but you kind of forget how in the industry the girls of the hills were like she talks about in the book allegedly that she uh, went on a date with Chris Pine, went out with Chase Crawford, was texting with Leonardo DiCaprio and you just kind of forget that it's like because now they seem like kind of D-list reality stars. It's like, oh no, they were like A-list at one point. She talked a little bit in the book about how her show, Audrina, the spinoff of The Hills, like ripped her family apart. So I am interested once we get the tea on that. But I think the biggest bombshell that she dropped is that she found Lauren really controlling, which to the viewers eyes were like, yeah, but just for someone in that like inner circle to say that outside of Heidi and Spencer, I think is really illuminating. Uh, She also said she filmed an alternate ending to I think the Hills New Beginnings where her and Justin Bobby walk off holding hands into the sunset as like the finale and it's like okay Brody and Kristen like we've done that before and again just shows you that they actually like film scene scenes it's not just like their real life anyways the other thing is an article from my fave MJ Corey at Kardashian Colloquium came out with an article about why Kylie Jenner's you know, climate criminal articles went so viral. So I'm going to read you a few quotes and I think they're just really interesting. So it says, photos featuring faces tend to earn more likes on social media than photos of safe food. Logic might follow that morale panic induced by the Kardashians was always bound to trigger greater engagement than the dilemma of, say, McDonald's, Far less sexy, but long time methane problem. And I think that that is so true. Just like we love to vilify because like I does I think they deserve vilification, but we tend to vilify these kind of like individuals. But I guess a lot of discourse does happen about companies, but maybe not nearly as much. So that was really interesting. She talks a little bit about how public outcry tends to be more focused on harms committed by individuals because humans are 
inherently relational, but why then is the conversation so focused on the Kar Jenner specifically? And then she lists a bunch of celebs who are doing the same thing. So that was really interesting, I think, too. And then I really like this point. She says, there are a few ways to explain why we call them out with almost Pavlovian compulsion. The polarizing Kardashian dominion over social media and their strategy of curated oversharing has fostered a false sense of knowing them. So whenever they transgress, donning black women's hairstyles without apology, advising young women to get off your ass and work, it feels personal. We also live in a representative political system in which grandstanding about your moral failure, about the moral failures of the other side can be a shorthand way to announce one's own merit. Anytime the Kardashians mass deliver scandals, it's convenient. It's a convenient chance to perform our own ideologies and allegiances online through retweets and comments. I am good because I said Kylie was bad especially enticing given the unconscious understanding that Kardashian content gets attention. So I just found that really interesting because I totally get that. Like I'm also not a perfect like environmentalist, but I do get that like not thrill, but a moral high ground of calling out people like Kylie. And I guess like, again, I'm not causing um, environmental harm like they are. But I just, I don't know, I just thought those three quotes were really interesting. So let me know what you think about the Kardashians, like some of this being pinned on them versus companies about how we like to, you know, shit on them, even though we're not perfect. Just like a bunch of, a bunch of things, please. Okay. I've talked long enough. Let's get to today's episode. Here is my conversation with Denise and Molly. I'm back with two very special guests, Molly and Denise from the Gossip That's Good For You podcast. Molly, Denise, how are you both doing? Hi, Tori. So happy to be here. (laughs) Like truly so excited. I know. Me too. I feel like you are our first like podcast friend, honestly. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Welcome. I feel like podcast hosts have been the like light of my life (laughs) over these past two years with COVID and stuff because I've met so many cool people online because I haven't been able to in person. Yeah, no, it was, it it really is. And like, I I remember because we started our podcast like almost a year ago, almost a year ago, but I mean, we started it. Yeah. But then I don't think we published episodes until January. Yeah, it's it's so t- let's say fall of 2021 we began. Yeah, but but okay. then like yeah, and newbies. then yeah, we're super newbies. But I remember, <laughs> um, I forget how I found your podcast. I was honestly thinking Spotify, looking at like people who talked about podcasts, and yours kind of came up at the top in the thing because you had an episode where you had your friend come on and like criticize which. Which is like very, <laughs> very strong of you to have like your friend come on and like critique your podcast. You're like, give me notes. Oh my um, god, I love that. Right? I was like, that's so smart. And I heard I that. That's important. Follow this girl. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I so appreciate that. Yeah, I, I don't know how that came to be. I think he was like, let's do this. And I was like, okay. I, was like, I, <laughs> like, have I guess notes we'll- for you. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh and yeah he has been on the podcast a bunch and every single time he comes on he's like I have some more notes (laughs) that's that's so I mean I wish our friends cared enough most of my friends are like I don't listen um but I'm like that's fine (laughs) 
Really? Some okay, of them do, but so a lot of insane. them are like, I hear you talk enough that they don't want to hear me. We have talk. like yeah. random friends that are so committed and like loyal to listening and other friends are like, oh, um, yeah, I, I listened once. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You know what? I don't care. I don't need you. Got it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's fine. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I have a question. So with your podcast, is it like what you talk about with your friends or is it because your friends refuse to talk about <laughs> pop culture with you that you had to start a podcast? That's an amazing <laughs> question. Actually, me and Denise literally text all day long like up until our podcast and then we record and then keep talking afterwards like it's it's just a continuation and we were like why don't we just put it online instead of just texting one another I mean Denise probably yeah well so like me and Molly we've been uh you know really close friends since college which we went to college we graduated in 2007 like we're now in our mid-30s and we're we've always been complete opposites in like everything in life like what we as people like Molly is married. She has a baby. She's very, um, she's into fashion. She's like, Oh, it's just like completely different than me. She's normal. And I'm like <laughs> a vagabond, like crazy out of nowhere. I'm like, I never want to be married. I never want to have children. Like I'm like living La Vida Loca, you know? And, but we bond so much about honestly, cause we, we are, we have similar, I learned so much from her even like the way she views pop culture and like the way her view on celebrities is so different than mine that like, yeah that was what we were like I learned so much from you because we we are opposite like and we disagree so much but not yeah. in a negative way but in a way I'm like wow you changed my mind or I'm seeing things in a different way than I would have or my first judgment was wrong and like she we like push and pull a little bit that way and our my thing was like when you leave your friends like after college and as you grow up like the closest friends to you you kind of stop having people in common and like what bonds you with your friends is really gossiping with about the people in your lives but once you stop having the same people in your lives like you still need that connection of like gossiping but really like when you only share celebrities it's still a great outlet and that's what we do (laughs) so we just get together to gossip (laughs) about pop culture and celebrities that we always bring it back to like like I think what was it that we talked to like we'll we'll talk about Bravo but then like bring it back into our own lives of like well right. I think we have like deep conversations like after watching and just like that we'll start talking about like do you want to have why don't we want to have children why did you have children and like to have a conversation yeah. about that or watching Southern Charm and it's like what would you do if your boyfriend cheated on you but like have you ever cheated like having like deep conversations that I, I would have never been able to ask her about without having this prompt this exactly prompt. Yeah. exactly so we love yeah. the culture as the pop culture aspect but we're not just like reading off the latest news we're actually talking about like re- you know real life situations that we can relate to from these stories that's fascinating and yeah I I love that bit too and sometimes I talk about how it intersects with my personal life but I think mostly I'm talking about how it impacts this is our society mm-hmm. as a whole or like kind of societal norms and stuff like that. So that's really, really interesting. That's so cool. Well, yeah, we're pretty we different guests on every week. Yeah, so I think for you, to, you, yeah. you must change every week, but based on whoever you have coming on. Yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> which is nice, which is nice um, because I learn different things. And like every time I have a guest from 
like somewhere like I live on the west coast of Canada so then like when I'm talking to people in LA or New York or the UK or whatever like people have different cultural touchstones they have different views of stories even though we watch the same thing that's just really interesting yeah you're right we all have different perspectives on the same thing that we're watching and how it affects us and how we kind of relate to what we're watching, mm-hmm. you know? And Molly watches, yeah. me and her also watch completely different things, but it's also forced me to start watching things I wouldn't have before that I'm like, and okay, vice this versa. is actually very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. Totally. Oh, I love that so much. So Gossip That's Good For You, you put out weekly episodes. Yep. We sure do, which is, wow. Tough. <laughs> yeah, tough, but I'm proud yeah. of us. Yeah, every I'm Monday. proud of us too. And we even throw yeah. in like bonus episodes too. And I'm like, I, how are we doing this? But I'm very proud of us. <laughs> and you have a Patreon. So what can listeners expect when they check out your podcast? So what do we do, Denise? Every week we just sort of catch up in the beginning. Sometimes we talk about like, I don't know, some crazy story of something that happened to us that, that week. And sometimes I'm, we're just like the gossip is so good this week in pop culture like let's get into it and like and it's been pretty good honestly this summer the gossip has not stopped and what we're both interested in is truly. always different like molly will throw in like some sort of gossip story i'm like wait what what is that and i'm like can we talk about the doja cat feud with um noah schnapp and she's like what and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird by the that way was, that was so, so weird, weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's good because we both have such different interests. So we're not both ending up like we don't end up talking about the same thing, you know? And then in our um after we like catch up, we do a segment called I Love It, where we both talk about two things that week that we love, like whatever it may be, like an article of clothing that we just purchased. Um a TV show. Typically are, it's always a Molly's. TV show. Yeah. Molly has like fashion yeah. tips, like food that she loved. And mine are always like, I'm a <laughs> loser so a tv show a movie that i watched like a youtube channel that i really like, it's like that would be me too like, i have nothing else going on so these things <laughs> i don't have time to watch tv like i used to that's why like yeah i um yeah. so it's good denise usually brings all the tv shows and i bring kind of like oh i went shopping today and this is a new look i saw it i think everybody would love it and <laughs> and then um we do a segment called what do you think So that's where we really get deep and we really talk about, you know, based off of like pop culture, things that are going on. How do you feel? Like we said earlier, you know, how would that relate to you? I mean, Denise are really open and honest about what we've gone through. You know, like Denise like brought up her weight the other day. Like I can't, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I'm sure like I think about sometimes like ex-boyfriends or something like people listening to back to the podcast and the things I share and like also my personal life. Like I we do talk about things like our own insecurities and things because like so much Mm -hmm. of pop culture, I mean, it brings it up like you can't run away from it like and food issues, weight issues. But then it's because it's all in your face. And then also relationship issues. Like it's just, yeah, it makes you think about it. And I think before we had to just internalize the feelings that we get from even, I mean, it's so silly, but like even watching, if you watch like Bravo and watch Real Housewives, like some of the fights Mm -hmm. these women have, like stir up something. It's like a a trigger of a Mm -hmm. reminder of like a thing that happened in seventh grade, you know, where I'm like, I just Mm want to talk about this 
awful thing that happened and like see if she went through the same thing and then we can like both work through it together at the end of the episode and Mm -hmm. yeah I love that it's honestly commendable because I know also how easy it is even when you're podcasting to you know leave out the bad stuff oh yeah it would be really easy I mean we talk about how much it sucks sometimes being a mom (laughs) Yeah. you know you're open about your divorce and stuff like you I feel like yep. you do share things like I'm very open about my divorce I'm very open about you know um being on medication like anti-anxiety we're both very open about that being on anti-anxiety medication and these are just mm-hmm. things that in one way or another there's someone out there that is going through it has gone through it will go through it and if yeah. we can talk to people about what we've gone through and someone can be like wow I don't have to feel like embarrassed or alone that I'm experiencing that that is so worth it like worth everything to us totally yeah and like honestly I need to talk to my friend I feel like this podcast when we started it for me it was like selfish I was like oh my god I get to talk to my friends every week for an hour (laughs) like boom yeah because when you when you get older um and you yeah maybe you're in a relationship or you have kids or whatever you just get to talk to your friends less and you're busy at work and like you can't carve out times or your schedules are opposite or whatever. So this is, yeah, I bet this is really nice. Oh my God. It's so nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm always complaining that I like don't have friends where I live. She's very open about that. Yeah. (laughs) So it's tough. It's tough. At least like literally my once a week social outlet, even if it's through zoom, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I love that. And today we're going to talk about, honestly, it's like such a hodgepodge of uh, topics, but they're so good. But they're so like, good, gonna, honestly. They're all good. bounce around to like very different corners of the pop culture universe. But we're going to talk about Emily Ratajkowski's divorce. Diana Jenkins, I feel like my listeners are going to love some Bravo content since I am like a Bravo light <laughs> Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I need to pick your brains. And then we're going to talk about the podcast Back to the Beach. And then Denise and Molly are going to nominate a Petty Weight Champion of the Week and share their This Week in Petty Stories. So let's get into Emily Ratajkowski. Her and her husband are getting a divorce. I didn't see this coming, but it seemed like everyone else did because they've been having like some relationship drama over the last couple months how have people known about their relationship drama I don't know I guess it comes up in the blinds or just the rumor mill but I was like shocked and then everyone was was like oh we saw this coming I'm like okay well they are like they're he's kind of scandalous no like I I do remember like that I remember the story about when they weren't paying rent in their apartment or something and and he's like he's super super loaded and they just got married and they were like yes. not paying rent, but they didn't get evicted. What? Yes. Okay. Why do rich people like often not pay rent and stuff and just even though they have the means to? Truly. I and I remember there was a guy I like was casually dating when I lived in New York City and he worked on Wall Street. He had an apartment where like he would like hit a button and the blinds would go up, which like at the time I was like, you're rich. Um, and he was like, C-SPAN, which to me, I was like, C-SPAN, like rich, like you're not C-SPAN, CNBC, whatever, like the stock market channel is. Okay. Yeah. I'm poor. Um, I was like, wow, he's rich, rich. 
But then I found out he lived there for a year and didn't pay rent because of like, there was a tile in his bathroom that was like not fixed and he refused to pay rent. He didn't pay rent for a year. And when they finally were like, we're going to evict you. He's like, it's fine. I'm going to move. And he just moved, but he never oh like God. had to pay. I know. He never had and to pay them back. Had- this, no, this is like Caroline Calloway. 100%. It's wild. And I was like, only rich people would have the audacity or like have the guts to do that. Like, I would never. Yeah, I guess if you have people that you could move in with or get another lease, but it's like, aren't they worried about like references and stuff or do rich people not? <laughs> I think they don't because I was like, what about his credit score? But it's like, maybe if you have a billion, it's like not a, because I don't know. I think Emily Ratajkowski's husband was like super, super rich, like hundreds of millions. Like, like comes oh. from money. Like his family. Yeah. Okay. Like, do you even need a credit score when you're that rich? Like the bank will still give you millions of dollars. And like, who's going to say no to you if you have hundreds of millions of dollars in your bank account? Right. Good point. No one. I would never know. (laughs) Yeah. We, I don't really know from experience. (laughs) (laughs) If someone knows, please let us know. Their engagement story. I saw, I forgot about their engagement story, but when you posted it, I actually yeah. think it's romantic, honestly. Okay, so yeah, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about how they got <laughs> together. So they were friends for years, and then I guess they started dating, and then after a few weeks, he proposed at a bar with like a paperclip. It wasn't a bar. It was. It was <laughs> Mineta Tavern. Mineta, it's a good restaurant. Mineta, it's a good okay. – Mineta Tavern is a restaurant where rich people go because it's $25 hamburgers, which again – it's okay. one of those, like, I would not eat there because I'm like, I could go to anywhere else. The hamburgers aren't even that good. But yeah, like, it's a hot spot yeah. in the city. For rich, famous people, yeah. Yeah. Okay, love this. Okay, okay. So love this insider <laughs> scoop. Okay, so <laughs> he didn't have a ring. Okay, this is what I didn't get. Okay, so she said in this magazine article, she was like, but he took the paperclip off of the bill and fashioned it into a ring. Yeah. But I was like, what bills come with a paperclip? They do here. They do? Yeah. Is so like, so you don't at- steal no the pen? Way. No. So like okay. typically when you're at a restaurant, they give you like a – like especially in Manhattan at least, like they give you a postcard of – from the restaurant and then they paperclip it on um, your bill onto the postcard. Okay. I'm dying. Okay. So in Canada, we don't sign for anything. Really? Like, I've never – Yes, because we have pin number. People are going to be like, cancel this. <laughs> They're turning off this podcast. As I explain how our, how our credit cards work. I'm so but curious. Yeah, so we don't sign. Like, I've never, ever in my life signed for anything until I went to the States and had to sign for gas. Like, when I bought gas the other day because I was in Seattle. And so we have pin numbers. Okay. It's a four-digit number for your credit card. Oh, even on your credit card. Like, not that's on yeah, a debit card. Yeah, credit card and debit. Yeah, so, like, if I'm buying something, I'm just tapping. Or when tap didn't exist, like, 10 years ago, I'm putting in my four-digit pin and leaving. So I thought that the paperclip story was fake because I was like, <laughs> oh. I was like, what the fuck? fuck like where is this paperclip coming from that is so funny and you know what's funny because i keep seeing these tiktoks of like and like because i'm in turkey right now and i'll say like yeah everyone taps you tap your card or yeah the pin number and i saw tiktoks making fun of like americans because they don't have the tap 
and people are like, yeah, we do. No, we don't. Honestly, the tap thing is very new in America. Yeah, it is. It's like new and not everywhere uses it. And you still need to like insert your card. But if it's a credit card, you have to sign no matter what. Like we no, I have never like in my 12 years or whatever of owning a credit card. The first time I signed was like a week ago. And I felt like I was the celebrity because I was like, oh, you like, <laughs> oh, you want my want signature? My mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so I was like, I never sign stuff. How do you add it like, when you're doing it at the restaurant? How do you add a tip then? Yeah. It just says add a tip and oh. you just click your percentage or your dollar amount. But like you have to do it in front and- of the waiter, like while he's standing there, like tap it in. Yeah. So they like give the machine over to you and you're just like, and then see that would make me yeah. like uncomfortable like I'd feel like pressure <laughs> me too that's why I'm like 20% every time if, even if they like literally shit <laughs> oh my God, on my meal yeah, I'm no like, matter what but it does they do hover like in Europe like they're they don't leave the table they bring you that credit card machine and it's not like you know in America they'll drop the bill and then they'll walk yeah. away and you pay yeah yeah food. they hover here they too. hover and yeah. it's like you better do it quickly and honestly I admire that because I'm like do it quick but so no, that was, yeah, so it wasn't yeah. a fake story. He really did. I found the paperclip oh thing kind of romantic because I'm a loser. And I was just like, oh, like, was it's it? It's cute. Well, also, but it, yeah, it was also her it's attempt. It's like very rom-com. Yeah. yeah. But, was it, but he's so rich that it's like, was it her attempt at trying to be relatable of like, he, may, he proposed with a paperclip because then they like upgraded to like million dollar rings. Well, she said, totally. she said at first he just proposed and she was like, no, I'm not. Like I yeah, need a ring, yeah. and so he goes, "Okay, yeah. I'll fashion um the paperclip. Here you go." And then she goes, "And then I thought, oh, how romantic! Like that's so cute. That it, it is romantic. It's fine. Uh, I I, I would I, I would think accept that. I would accept that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like, especially with like a millionaire, you know, the ring's coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it was not like a like guy I dated. Joe Schmo. <laughs> Like, maybe I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about this. Oh, my gosh. But I, it's very rom-com, like, you know, the cracker box or whatever. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cracker Jack yeah, box like, ring. Yeah. Cracker Jack. Thank you. Yes. So that was really cute. But they got married. They just went to, like, the courthouse mm-hmm. in New York. Mm-hmm just weeks after that this happened. So people were like, oh, that's kind of like quick. But she was like, well, I've known him for years prior, like blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, four years later. Who who did he cheat on her with? Do we know? So apparently, I don't think we know who he was cheating on her with. But um, it seemed like he had cheated prior. And then they were like at a party together. And she actually, like, caught them. Oh, how sad. Yeah, it seems sad. He seems like a jerk. Like, there was um, also rumors that he didn't support her when her mom was battling cancer. (gasps) Like, he just seems like a a loser. Oh, what a shame. That is so sad. And you know what's crazy? It's like, because you look at her and you're like, oh, she's so I'm like, to me, I'm like, she's so beautiful. She, to me, it seems like perfect. And she's super smart. Honestly, like she does like her, she's politically aware. She has like really, I like when she talks about politics. I think she has really great insight and opinions. And she seems like super well, you know, educated on so many things. And she seems like she's like an activist, like she cares. And, but like when you're that beautiful and that great, I wonder if like there's an insecurity that comes from like, cause she's been in this industry for so long that I'm like, what, 
why would you let this man treat you like that? But then that's putting the onus on her, which I don't want to do. But it's just, it's like when great women are with like crappy men, I'm like, but why? You're so amazing. I know, I know. And I feel like that is stemming from just like a lot of societies like beating down women of and like their confidence or like their autonomy or whatever yeah yeah there's been a lot of discourse online about like she's the perfect woman they were the perfect couple like how could he cheat on like the most beautiful women like what do you two think of that I mean I I don't like that at all It, it that's not what it's about it doesn't matter how perfect quote unquote perfect good looking ideal a woman is that's not why people cheat. That's not, you know, and then for, for a lot of people are saying, well, if she gets cheated on, then I no hope for me. And I'm like, come on, you know, that is so sad. Yeah, that is, that, so that sad. is the current. Yeah. Because that also takes away. It's him. Like the problem is, has nothing to do with her or, Correct. you know, it's always, it's him. He, he's the one that did it. Like there's something wrong with him. There was never anything right. wrong with her. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, but somehow we always go back to what's wrong with the woman? What did she I do? I think that's wrong? our insecurity because I remember like when yes. I remember when Jude Law cheated on Sienna Miller cuz Sienna Miller is mm-hmm. another one where like she's so dropped dead gorgeous. She's like, "God, if she can't keep her man, like I can't." But that right. was like another female insecurity of like, "But I'm ugly. Like what man won't want to cheat on me?" You know? And it's like I know. That's not how it works, but it's a hard thing for no. us to unhardwire our brains and our, our thinking from that because that's like really what they hammered into us growing up yes. and like everything in society and in culture kind of really makes you believe that yeah 100% and I was also thinking like we don't know her yeah like we only really know how she looks and yeah like what she says in interviews and stuff so like when people were like how could he cheat on the perfect woman I was like maybe perfect aesthetically but like correct good point no yeah, like anything like truly about her. And also he just seemed, again, like a loser from the start. Like you're right. He had the the rent thing. And then I think he also had some like controversial, like possibly like racist oh. comments or something oh. like that. I didn't really dig into it because I was like, how many celebrities that have like a racist past do I have to read? Like, I'm so, yeah, truly. it's just like literally everyone. So I like I didn't want to dig into it. But like, I just yeah, I, I don't know. I feel for her just that the conversation is so negatively skewed to her versus Sebastian Bear. Of course, his name McClure. is Sebastian. Honestly, that's such a, that's such a rich Jewish name. Yeah. yeah. I know yeah. the whole name. Yeah. But I think, Tori, what you said is perfect. It's like, okay, from the outside, you can call her perfect. But, you know, she's a real person with yeah. real behaviors, emotions, a real personality. And, you know, sure, he is allegedly cheating, but, you know, <laughs> If people don't cheat because, oh, she's ugly or, or she's not yeah. good looking enough for me. I mean, maybe some people do. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, it's what's inside that maybe is a conflict within a relationship, yeah. whether she's right or wrong. That's not for us to judge, you know, or, yeah. or and same with him. Really, it's between you don't really know what goes on behind closed doors. You really don't. Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. And part of celebrity gossip is that we are making assumptions. Correct. What we 
Which is fun that we think we know what happens behind <laughs> closed doors. I know, like, right? Or that obviously that's fun. the idea of like looking at a couple, a celebrity couple, and being like, oh, they have the perfect relationship. I don't even think that about my friends. Like I could know everything about a, my friends and like be around them as a couple and like hang out with them all the time. But I don't know. Like I have no yep. idea what goes on in their relationship. So yeah. that's like that's a losing game when you start like shipping couples. It's like you're gonna be disappointed. No good. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's a really good, good point. I know. I always thought that about Brad and Jen. I right. Know. And when they got divorced, it was like earth shattering. <laughs> I know. And honestly, I thought that about I Brad and Angelina. And then now Same. their divorce is like so yes. toxic and messy that you're like, oh my God. Like, I thought and you guys loved each other. And now and they- Brad and Jen are friends. Yes. And now they're like- Brad and Angelina are like in the courts over like their vineyards. I know, in like France messy divorce. It's crazy. So you really, you yeah, never know. you just never know. You truly never know. So interesting. Well, all the best to Emily Ratajkowski. Truly, because yeah. you're right. I do like her. Like I, I, I think she's enjoyable. I've liked her personal essays. Yeah. Um, she's had some interesting takes on like being a model and like growing up in that industry and stuff. That I think that. Yeah, we're just like really well received about like some of the like abuse and power dynamics and stuff like that that not a lot of people were talking about. So yeah. wish her all the best. Same. Best of luck. She'll find him. She'll she'll be fine. Oh, she'll be fine. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the other thing. I was like, take that cute little kid oh, and yeah. and you'll find someone way more deserving of your your love. So yeah. But note to everyone, like you will find someone who's better for you if it, you're if you're going through it. You know, it, it, there's always someone better. Don't feel like and honestly, that someone better might be yourself because I will say like it's better to be alone than with Sebastian Bear, the douche. Yeah, that's such a good point. <laughs> yes, oh, you're right, that's Denise. Such a good point. <laughs> yeah. So the next thing we're gonna talk about is Diana Jenkins. So. I actually don't watch Real Housewives. I know, like, some of the big storylines. It's just, like, the one franchise I didn't get into immediately, and now it's so overwhelming to get into. Because it's, like, there's 30 franchises. <laughs> They're all, like, 10 seasons long. I know. Like, I, just, I just cannot, which sucks, because I really do, like, brought, like, I watch... Summer House, Southern Charm, like all these other below deck, like all these other Bravo shows. Just this isn't this is the one that or this kind of franchise that I haven't been able to get into. I did watch Real Housewives of Vancouver, but that was like because it was like, oh, my gosh, this is close to home. Yeah, yeah did sure. they get did they have more than one season? Um, they had two seasons oh. and they're actually doing like a, I think it's like a 10 year like anniversary or like look really? back soon they never showed it which on bravo I'm... which is the only reason like i i remember like it wasn't I in know. the u.s i would have watched it because i like the ones like they had real houses of melbourne and i think i like, had to get a yes. vpn to watch it or something like that's a bummer i would have yes watched. it was like on fucking slice or something slice. which is like canada's like yeah like or like the i don't know w network or something it was such a bummer so but it, it was it was pretty good um, so Diana Jenkins just joined Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but she is like a known socialite, I guess. I guess. She's she, very she mysterious. Runs in, like, she runs in like circles with like literally Hollywood's A-list. Yeah. 
But like we don't exactly know why, I guess. It was and it seems like she runs behind the scenes in these circles. Yes. You know, yeah. which she should and those are the most the dangerous people. I'm telling you, because I think yeah. I've said this to Molly so many times, and I will say it again. Hollywood celebrities are closer to plebeians like us than they are to the people in power, like powerful positions at the top of things. And the people with like a lot of money, which Diana Jenkins, she got all that money, I think, from her ex-husband who's dead, right? Or yes, from her ex-husband. He's not dead, he, They, but they, I don't believe he's dead, but they, she said on the show, you know, they had a really like positive divorce and yeah. he gave her what, you know, he felt she deserved and they have a good relationship. She's like wildly wealthy, like top 1% yeah. wealthy and like the kind of wealthy where the people that run the charities and like they're throwing right. the parties. And right. they're yeah. hiring the celebrities like they're paying right. celebrities to do to entertain them. And it's like in those those kinds of people scare me the most because I'm like, did George Clooney do her book or whatever because he wanted to or because he was like broke at one point George Clooney was like coming up. He was like in ER. He wasn't George Clooney yet. He probably needed yeah. money and like could have taken a gig because who knows how much she was paying them all to show up in that book. And what she, the power that they have, like, of knowing producers, like, she's running these things with Elton John and stuff. Like, there's something super sketch. That I don't, those kinds of people, I'm like, you're, there's something sinister I don't trust. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned her book. She has a, like, coffee table book called Room 23. The, like, tagline is, a year in the life of a hotel suite in Beverly Hills in 2008. Which I thought when I first saw this, I was like, this is so cool because Beverly Hills, like these iconic hotels just in 2008, again, we didn't have the social media, Mm -hmm. so we didn't see the like behind the scenes like we do nowadays. And it's a bunch of photographs of celebrities in this hotel suite or coming out of this hotel suite. So it's like George Clooney, as was mentioned, Elton John, Ashanti, Minnie Driver, Heidi Klum, Lisa Rinna, and then like a bunch of younger girls at the time, Lindsay Lohan, Hayden Pattenair, Amanda Bynes. Sorry, those three young actresses? Like Yeah, at that time too. Yeah. At that time was like when they were like height of their like parties scandals kind of like the beginning of their careers vulnerable yeah like Hayden Amanda Lindsay like we've seen now the 10 plus years that have happened afterwards and and we know how the story kind of unfolds so for all of them we know how yeah we know how vulnerable they were at this time so the sales of the uh, book went to charity um, as we mentioned before But a few years after it came out, there was a random blind item that I think was from NT from Crazy Days and Nights uh, that got picked up by Jezebel, the like online magazine. And it said that the photos were of escorts and clients and that Diana Jenkins was like, a madame. What do you think? I 1000% believe that. And also, when you say the money went to charity, People like that, again, that charity, quote unquote, because those charities are always linked to them in some way, like the foundation that they've set up. So it's like the like Diana Jenkins throws that Elton John Foundation dinner where they have like the twenty five, fifty thousand dollar tables and stuff. That's not to me. That's like 
you know how rich people spend all their money on art artwork but that's like a shell of like how they're just transferring money to each other without having to pay taxes and stuff like those kinds of yeah charities it's like such a loose term because it's like totally very true for right truly like tax breaks yeah is that what you're yeah and like a party honestly like it's a fifty thousand dollar table you just want to throw a dinner party cnbc and yeah 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 and i absolutely think it was an escort because i also think like the way that again people with money treat celebrities they treat them like products that's all they are yeah and the it's like a, a sick and especially back in 2008 and like the early 2000s, the way that we talked about celebrities, the way that they were treated, like nobody really cared. And celebrities had less control, especially the ones in that book, over their selves and their income and their careers. Like, and I don't want to insinuate, and I'm not that like they were escorts, but like it's not that that idea is not that far fetched to me at all. Yeah. And we know a lot more in 2022 about. We don't actually don't really talk about this too much on my podcast, but like, do you talk about yachting? Yachting on gossip that's good for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, we haven't talked about it, but I know exactly. Yeah, the yacht culture, yachting yeah. culture, and the way the girls like that they. But I mean, like, oh, with, like, yeah. okay. Yeah, like where rich, like you're saying, rich people that aren't celebrities but have more money than God right. are hiring celebs like Emily Ratajkowski. Mm-hmm. Um, like Lindsay Lohan and usually to be escorts. So I think like the sex part of it is kind of like still maybe a little bit up in the air or, yeah. but it's usually on yachts. If, if the listeners don't know what this is, I'm sure a lot of people know about yachting and yacht girls and stuff, but like, it's usually where they're on like international I was gonna say, waters. That's why. Yeah. But what, like, I just don't get this. So like, what is the mechanism? They have the book, people flip through it. Like, that's the part that I, like, don't get. I don't well, think it's, it's, like, a menu. Uh, I, I mean, kind of think, I think it was a way of showing yeah. off. Because like, uh, also, yeah. I mean, she has ties to Jeffrey Epstein, and that's, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. And then I just watched the Victoria's Secret documentary on Hulu, and, like, he had ties. Jeffrey Epstein was, like, super linked up with the guy at Victoria's Secret, like, the head. The yeah, owner Lou Victor- Wexler. Yeah. yeah, and so, and they yeah. were, it's just, like, when you hear all these people together I'm not like a conspiracy theory person, but it's like, you can't not think like there's something, right? Like it feels like there's something. And I feel like it's more of a way to show off like of a, oh, look at who we have. Like these are our clients. And that's not like a lookbook. People won't look at the menu, but it's like kind of a show off. And then it gives her higher credibility or whoever's like in part of that network to be like, look who we can get. So when you want, like we have these things. Cause now that book to buy that book, it's like $50,000 because it's out of print yes yes I I did see that that when I was reading articles about this now like when I first read the articles it was like $500 to buy this book but now it's like so much more expensive because it's out of print and now there's this like scandal around it so okay I just want to clarify so when we say escort it's like like you said, who knows if the sex factor is actually a part of it. But it's like yeah. the idea of I have a lot of money. I want Heidi Klum to be at my party on my yacht. Yes. Right. So I'm going to pay yes. X amount to Heidi Klum, maybe through um, Diana Jenkins to be on my arm at my part at the party. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So and I think like the known 
kind of yacht girls that I can think of off at the top of my head is Emily Ratajkowski, is like Lindsay Lohan, Nina Dobrev. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, do you either of you listen to Beyond the Blinds? Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I do. And I think she's great. <laughs> she could, but like, she's definitely because like when I hear the stories when she, especially when she's talking about them, is because or not on Beyond the Blind. Wait, is that Enti or is that? Oh, um, this is Troy and Kelly, but so a lot of blind item podcasts cover yacht girls and like some like more celebrity conspiracy, conspiracy, like theory podcasts, which like I dabble, but I'm not like full into like a lot of these conspiracy theories. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, then I don't listen. Tell me what is beyond the blind. Okay. So (laughs) they talk about just strictly blind items, but I think a lot of the people that they've covered, like Lindsay Lohan, have been yacht girls. Again, it wasn't really like well known, but it's like that's why maybe she's living like in Dubai and why. Oh, like, wow. Well, because mm. a lot of those like, and like that's also creepy a lot. Not creepy, but like a lot of those yacht yacht girls and like the yachts are owned by people who are living in like these like by like salt like by, you know, people in Dubai yeah. and Saudi Arabia. Honestly, like huge like we're oil money like so rich yes where like the wealth is more like when we think of Lindsay Lohan we think wealthy yeah but this is like a different level way beyond that beyond. so it's yeah. just really really interesting and I think a lot of yeah actresses and models have done this for income because just like you said Molly like it would be like here's 50k to hang out on my yacht for this weekend right or whatever and like money and if their career is taking like a little bit of a dip or whatever right. and they need to keep up their lifestyle or whatever yep. this is like maybe an option that they have that maybe normal people don't have yeah I mean it's like yeah. when you think about like what Harvey Weinstein was able to like manipulate and force and like control of these women who in Hollywood you're like but they're so I, I look at them and I'm like but they're so great like they're powerful in their own right like they have all but it's not like there's like a level of wealth and power that I can't even fathom in my mind and like what they have and the control I think they do have over a A lot lot. of like people (laughs) in the entertainment industry and so yeah and it's sickening I think we're learning more about it but that's why like but then you have it's a hard time not to be like am I becoming like a crazy do I need a tinfoil hat when I'm like they're all in on yes like it's crazy that's me because I feel like in the last two years my eyes have really been opened up to a lot of this dark side of Hollywood through blind items and stuff and I'm like this is wild but but a lot of it does turn out to be true like yeah like you mentioned Harvey Weinstein there was blind items about him for decades that he was abusing women and and then it all came out so it's it's so fascinating it really is and gross and it's it's gross and it's also fascinating if you're watching Real Houses of Beverly Hills her behavior Diana Jenkins on the show is wild but Uh. then also watching the way some of the women really do bend over backwards they're like tripping over themselves to suck up to her to like excuse all of her behavior and to like make her yes. feel comfortable and to tell her how great she is and it's like what hold does she have over you because they're all wealthy and she's like okay a different level of wealthy who cares it's like cares? she has to have something yeah yeah and lisa rinna was in the book yeah. and she's on real housewives and she posted the photos that she was 
in room 23. And so, yeah, there is this kind of like interesting dynamic between them. But correct me if I'm wrong, but Diana does like it came up on the show and she's like, I'm not talking about this, which is and she denies all of this. Yeah. And that's what made it weird. Because everybody was just trying to have like a, oh, like you did this really cool book. Lisa Rinna was in it. You want to share about it? And she was like, no, I'm not. I'm not sharing. And it got really awkward. And everyone's like, well, why aren't you sharing? She's like, yeah. And then she didn't she say something about like lawsuits or it just got so weird. And now, of course, because it got weird. Now that's a real point of, you know, interest for all the ladies. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because she did say something like how she wanted to do this like charitable book and then it backfired yes. and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. And, like the sure charitable book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so like I just feel like where there's smoke, there's fire mm. and there's too many connections of like who was in the book, who she's involved with, that it just, I don't know, it seems suspicious. Okay, and I'll tell a story really quick. And I don't, I'm fine she even sharing this because I know, so Elton John is like a big part of her book. And I guess I could say allegedly, but say allegedly. I know that allegedly, <laughs> I know someone who did Elton John's hair allegedly. And Elton John made really sexual, creepy come-ons to them really inappropriately. That honestly, part of me is like, birds of a feather flock together in a weird way. And I trust this person explicitly. Like I believe for sure that it's true that I'm like, okay, I'm maybe that's also coloring my, I'm like, there's something sketchy perhaps to me that I'm like, I believe it. I have an easier time believing it. Yeah, totally. I know. And then just, yeah, obviously the connections to like Jeffrey Epstein and stuff like, I, it's so suspicious. And none of us like her just as like a fan of the show. Like no one even loves to hate her no one likes her like nobody wants her on the show everybody wants her gone next season you know sure she brings drama but like she is so mean and vicious and horrible and the way she shows off it's it's nothing that we're like oh but that's cool the way she looks or the stuff she has like she dresses pretty terrible I must say Mm -hmm. (laughs) for somebody who has so much money and has never like she says, stepped foot in a store in her life, which I'm like, I'm not impressed by that. I'm sorry. I'm not impressed by that. So you only have a stylist come and bring you clothes. Like that's cool. But why is it so elitist that you've never stepped into a store before? I just, ah, she's hard to like. She's really hard to like. And do you think like Andy or the Bravo execs wanted her for this type of con like her personal controversy or do you think like she they just thought she'd be good on the show I think Lisa Rinna pushed for her oh interesting yeah and and I think they're like she's rich like okay like there's another rich lady like I don't know how much research they do because all the time you're like how did they let this person get past you know and it's like it is shocking it is shocking I'm like yes guys I know it's the same with like the bachelor and yeah. stuff like that like how do some of these people like do you not do any research it is wild sometimes of what happens or maybe people just don't think that people would find out but nowadays the internet sleuths yeah yeah find everything out I think they, they underestimate they would- us 
Yeah. And like part of it's like maybe they do want the controversy and they got it. But like if this woman isn't willing to talk, it kind of ruins it because it's like, well, what is the point of having this controversial like figure on if she's like literally she's like refusing to film with some of the women she doesn't doesn't like, which is right. Not good. That's a big that's a big like red flag that you will not be asked back when you refuse to film and participate. You typically do not get asked back. And she doesn't yeah. like she genuinely doesn't like the women. I guess Lisa she likes, but otherwise, like she shows that she can't even fake it. Yeah. And I feel like also when you're asked and you don't shut down, like she just shut down the book talk. Like she didn't even say, let me like clear my name or like, oh, it was so misconstrued or whatever. She was like, I'm not talking about this. I'm like, that's not good TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, why did you come on a reality show though, too? Like, and people are wild yeah. because people, as we know, like go on reality shows where they have a lot to hide. And you're like, how could you be so dumb? Like, you have so much yeah. to hide. Yeah. People are committing crimes and they're still going on reality TV that honestly, it doesn't put it. I'm like, I wouldn't put anything past anybody at this point. I know. Yeah. It's kind of like the entitlement that they like yes. think they're getting away with something. So they're like, oh, well, why couldn't I also do this TV show and just still get away with it? Yeah. 1000%. Absolutely. Fuck. It's so interesting. Okay. <laughs> Let's take like the hardest pivot <laughs> to like. Honestly, our podcast is all about hard pivots. Like, I will bring yep. up the yes. most like, depressing story. And Molly's like, ooh, um, Okay, so <laughs> yeah, like I think it's underrated that we're saying like if you want to do sex work, that's great. There's also so much danger that comes with it. So it's like what we're talking about is some potentially scary and harmful. And then we're like, okay, let's talk about like sixteen-year-olds like it's gonna look good to be. But also, actually, yeah. it ties in because, like, honestly, we're about the back to the beach podcast. What Stephen mm-hmm. and Kristen are talking about. Is they were 16, 17, 18 getting manipulated by producers. Yep. True. Yep. True. Like it is there is some element that is kind of the same. But yeah, so Laguna Beach, one of my favorite TV shows when I grew up. I, I talk about this on the podcast, but I literally moved to the city that I'm currently in because it's like the Laguna Beach of Canada. Oh stop <laughs> it. <laughs> literally, I just thought I'd be living like my Kristen Cavallari <laughs> dreams here. But Steven and Kristen, two of the breakout stars of Laguna Beach, started their own podcast, Back to the Beach, and they've released two episodes. And I just wanted to chat about it because it's so interesting that they're revisiting, like they said, like 18 years later. And I know, Molly, you didn't watch Laguna Beach. Do you think you'll go back and watch it? Yeah. So before I even listened to the podcast... I was saying to Denise, I'm like, I'm not listening. I don't watch that show. Like, I hated it growing up. And she was like, how dare you? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like okay, but well, we're going to talk about it on, with Tori. So let me listen. I genuinely enjoyed listening to the podcast. The biggest reason is because I work in film and television. And I have not worked in a reality aspect in production. Mm-hmm. So I loved hearing the behind the scenes of how you know, the show was created and how it was shot and sliced together. And I will say, I definitely now do want to watch the episodes as they discuss them. Like, I I think it discuss them. Yeah. Like I'm actually like, I'm into it. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And your initial response to me when I was like, oh, you're like, I, I hate all, like, I don't like Kristen. I don't like Lauren. Like they have, there's no appeal of any of these people to me. I'm not into it. Yeah. But what's interesting, it's like wh- what Kristen is talking about on the show. Mm-hmm. I was always a Kristen girly. Like I liked her. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know what nice. it was, but like something about yeah. Lauren Conrad, I was always like, she's too perfect. And maybe that mm-hmm. was it. I, was like, I, I know, but I know she's so charming when she's doing like the recaps and stuff. Like it's really, I'm like, oh no, I'm on her side. And like what she's saying, like they did create a character of who she is that I believe like is true that isn't really who she is. Yeah. yeah. And I was actually so happy to hear this. I mean, it's like, well, of course I know that now, like how could I, you know, but at the time watching the show, we genuinely thought this was pretty much reality, you know, and that yes. these girls and guys actually acted this way, treated each other this way, you know, had these attitudes and personalities. And, you know, like Kristen said, she was like, oh, yeah, I was a bitch, you know, but was she that horrible? No, of course no. not. So it was great yeah. to like, be like, okay, Molly, you know what? Yes. At 20, 19 years old, you judged these people for what was presented to you. And I feel so bad for these people that as teenagers, they were edited this way. Yeah. I think that that was the thing that I didn't realize also, because also, so, okay. In the first episode, they tell this story about how they went to like a screener with their parents because they were all underage. So MTV was like, okay, we need all the sign off from the parents. We're going to show them a clip of what we've done for the TV show. And apparently it wasn't what aired like at all, which is just so interesting. So they were like, oh, this is cute. It's just, yeah, like a documentary about beach living and like a high school and like blah, blah, blah. And then it devolved into something else. I could not imagine being like, I think Kristen was saying she was 17 and I think Steven was 18 at the time. And that's when you're, like, forming your identity and stuff. I could not imagine, like, seeing how it was all edited and stuff. And, like, how manipulated. I can't think they were were able to get away with that with the parents. Because the parents watched that and then signed away their kids' rights. Like, signed away. Like, yeah, 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 film my kids. Like, without them on set. Because usually, Molly, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, when a child, if you're under 18 and you're on set filming, you have to have a parent there for a TV or a movie. But so yes. how are they filming yeah. all these kids without their parents around? I don't know. I I guess the signing off. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I don't think this would have worked in any other place other than Laguna Beach yeah. because, and this is like a huge judgment, but I feel like the parents there are like, oh, sure. Like, yeah, like fun and cool. And like, like my kids story and stuff like my that. My kid's going to be on TV. Like, <laughs> yeah, like go off I'm about it. Live- and maybe yeah, they're like, and like they're some gonna of them show were off. on the TV show yeah. too. And they were like, well, they'll show yeah. off Laguna Beach and how great our lives, like how great we all are. Like it'll be great. and our houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause it was everything was filmed like in Lauren's like hot tub and stuff like that. But I so thought I feel- was- and her dad was an architect. So I feel oh, like it was just like you're right. This all just makes sense. What I thought was wild was when Kristen said that that opening scene with her when she's like, because that was like her such a defining moment of like her in her pool, quote unquote, her pool in a bikini, like in that lounge thing. But she said that that wasn't even her house, that like MTV set up, like rented a house by the beach. So it made her look like this rich, like super rich girl, like laying by her pool. And it was like, not even that. I'm like, she said she was nothing like, like she didn't have, they didn't have money. She had like a, she drove like a Kia or something. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Like, wow. It's so, so interesting. And yeah, that, like, that scene is just so burned into my, because I was like, she is the coolest <laughs> chick, like, ever. Her confidence, like, I was like, she just, like, tells boys off. And I was like, just, like, not like that at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's just so cool. And it is interesting also how she was like, my, some of my mean girl things came from a, a place of, like, insecurity and stuff. It's just, yeah fascinating and that mtv was paying for their parties because like the first episode of laguna beach they have a black and white party at um like this like beach like malibu beach house hotel hotel. yeah yeah and they said that mtv paid for that because they're like we couldn't afford that i'm like mtv is ruthless like really because at the time you're like oh look at these super rich kids having their super rich beach party and it's like that wasn't it at all I love Steven and Kristen's dynamic on the podcast. I feel like they're super honest with each other. And Steven is really good. Honestly, like he's so well. Like, very likable. Very likable. Very likable. Very likable. He seems like nothing like he was in high school, which most people probably aren't. But he seems like he's really like matured. And he he always thought like seemed like the really like the, the definition of cool guy and yeah. like he was almost like nonverbal because he, like, he said that too, right? He was like, yes. I was trying to stay out of the drama by saying as little yes. as possible, which as possible. backfired, I think. I mean, yes, like, to me, I was like, how you, so quiet you make assumptions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I was like, oh, he's so like mysterious. <laughs> like, he's just so cool. Like, he probably has like such like, like, deep thoughts. Interesting things going on in his head. And I was like, it was. It was not that at all. But like, yeah, it that the type of show that what's the creator's name? Bunham and Murray, right? Is that uh, Adam DeVillo? Adam DeVillo, oh, yeah. the like producer or whatever. His style, and no one would have known this, but his style of filming is the long stares and silences and making that into like content so it really did backfire for steven i know and like you think like when you're when i was 18 if like a like a 25 year old producer told me to do something i would do it i'd be like you're an adult like i'm gonna do anything you say like i would be scared to say no and it would be like okay like they're they have my best interests here like for sure yeah yeah and like i mean they were saying like going back to watch it now they were like both they had so much anxiety and like I'm like you haven't watched it even I guess I wouldn't be able to either that was yeah that was also really interesting so they said that Stephen pitched the podcast which I thought was interesting because like you said he not just his silences but his like some of his behavior was like so bad like I'm thinking of the Cabo scene specifically when he's calling Kristen a slut he's gonna I can't wait for honestly for when they go to Cabo because he was having pains even going through this first episode that I'm like, Steve, it's going to get so much worse for you. <laughs> so much worse. And I hope that he is like held accountable because he was like shitty. She was he even was holding him accountable shitty. now when he was like, well, I don't think yeah. like, you were lying. You were lying at that dinner. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, I love I, I love that. Oh, my God. And the like when he whispers, I love you to her. Like, oh, my God, I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> I know, me too. Oh, my gosh. Did, like, did you watch um, Whitney Port? Any of Whitney Port's? YouTube? Yes. When you wrote that in our episode outline. So Whit- I and I've talked about it on this podcast, Whitney Port and her husband Timmy have re-watched Laguna Beach and the Hills and the City and now they're on to Siesta Key which is another Adam DeVillo show 
and it is so fun. It is so fun. It is so, so when they so did fun. the city, it was to me like the most interesting because obviously it was yeah. a show she was the star of and that Timmy was a and producer. He worked on. on, yeah, yes, and yeah, that's how they met. So, but now it's like I remember watching them talking about like Laguna Beach and stuff, and I was like, you know, I would just love to hear the actual people talking about it. So now getting because Stephen and Kristen, what they're giving is like real. Because even yes. I think Whitney even holds back. Like, I don't know if she mm. wants to work yes. with them again. Like, it seems because she's still even yes. on the hills where, like, it doesn't seem like she wants to sever her relationship at all with MTV. With MTV. They provided the, the tapes for everything yeah. to her. At, at the time when she was recording all of these, she was on The Hills New Beginnings. So there is t- kind of a relationship there. And I think also she takes uh, everything really hard, like any criticism or anything really hard. Yeah. But... Kristen and Steven, I was really surprised at how real and authentic it was because, again, you could rewatch this and just share the the good parts. Really yeah, which it. is kind of what – and I like Whitney. And I, and I think, like, what she was doing was fun. I mean, especially during lockdown, I remember watching, like, binging all of her recaps of the city. Content, yeah. yeah. But I think what Kristen and Steven are giving is just so much – it's different, good. but it's also like so good because it's like what you want to hear. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to know the truth. And I want. Yeah. And, like, it's also gives. I think we can all look back at Lauren Conrad, even from when you like looking at how she treated Heidi and Spencer and then looking at the way that Stephen and Kristen are talking about her and they're being very kind. But you can tell that they things that they're saying are like, OK, no, Lauren took a hand in kind of like painting a picture about all these people that was super unfair I think yeah and I think that they're fair to her because they're like she's the narrator but what that meant was you were given a script and you just recorded the lines Mm -hmm. and again as at that age I would have done the same but then they also talk about her not manipulation but I think she was like the she was set up as the good girl and and I think her and her family needed that. And then we see that in the hills when the alleged sex tape comes out or like the rumor of the sex tape comes out, like just this grip on this like good girl persona slipping a little bit. So Kristen took her dig when she was like, oh, I think Lauren did like you. And she's like, Lauren wasn't acting like Lauren really was in love with you. Like she believed all those things. Like she wasn't making it up. And I was like, oh, like (laughs) she's like, Kristen's like, you know, we were kind of acting in some ways, but Lauren was not like that was like real for her. That drama was like not manufactured. She really felt that because when Steven was like, I was, you know, there was no love triangle for me and Kristen. And I think that was Kristen's way of saying to Steven, like, she was in love with you and like as if you didn't know and I'm sure we'll get into that yeah. as these episodes go I can't wait yeah and I kind of think that's true but also I was thinking about me I would be same like when he's showing up at my house with flowers and chocolate like all, like I would be the same too like I feel like she was in love with him but like how much of that was her and how much of that was like set up through production I know I'm also curious when they get to the episodes where they're drunk because there was episodes of Laguna Beach where they're so clearly drunk wasted that it's yeah. like the accountability then too it's like the producers the camera people like everyone when you're like you're filming a bunch of teenagers drunk knowing that you're gonna put them on tv yeah. like at now looking back at it it's like that's wild that that was just a thing that yeah. people were like that's fine and let's vilify these kids then yeah. I, I feel terrible that these, these kids were vilified and 
I don't believe any, like whatever I'm going to watch, I don't believe any of it's real in any capacity because the way they said all these wild lines were read, you know, mm-hmm. all of these um, scenes were cut together that were in days and weeks apart. I'm like, this is, and, and, and let's be honest, can teenagers really drum up that type of drama in real life? Absolutely not. Yeah. And how yeah. much of it, if a producer's telling you how you feel also, I think like we, they do it on the bachelor. They do it on these shows. When you're telling yes. someone like you are upset, aren't you? Aren't you mad yep. at? So yeah, you can manufacture or, someone's emotions so easily. Yeah. Or just like on the bachelor, they're like the lead, like was telling me the other day, like really likes you yep. and stuff like that. They're doing that. Like Steven really likes you, Lauren. Like, he told us like all this stuff and obviously you're just like, okay, like yeah. an adult is telling me yeah. this. You're going to believe it. Like I'm going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so wild. And like since the show did come out like almost 20 years ago, there are websites and stuff that you can see like screenshots of like, yeah, alcohol and mm-hmm. or like their haircuts being d- different. So it's like, oh, this was filmed and stuff in different weeks. But yeah, it's just fascinating yeah i'm excited i'm stoked i'm happy they're doing it anything else you two want to say about back to the beach no i think i'm just excited i'm excited that's it yeah me too i'm excited that you guys brought this to my attention because i was so so anti and genuinely enjoyed it (laughs) i love it okay i'm so i'm so glad because i (laughs) Like, you know, when podcasts get downloaded in your feed and you're like, oh, I need to like, because there's a lot of podcasts I listen to while I'm doing other things. So if Mm -hmm. I miss a bit, I'm like, oh, whatever. Mm -hmm. This was a podcast that I was like, I need to like sit down and listen. I watched it. I watched the YouTube. I hope they put them all up on YouTube. See, this is because I'm also on hiatus from work. So I'm like on my parents couch and sitting there and I'm just like watching I have nothing to do I have nothing but time <laughs> yeah but watching it, I was like the sexual t- I'm inventing it see this is again me being like Stephen and they're both single right now like maybe <laughs> I know and they were like we kissed and we might have kissed in 2020 and I was when they like reunited and I was like please get back together <laughs> I know we'll see <laughs> even if it's like a PR relationship I will eat all I'll of that take content it. yes me too yeah god okay <laughs> Let's move on to Pettyweight Champion of the Week, which is the part of the show where our guests nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week, someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic. Molly, Denise, who are you nominating this week? So we're nominating Florence Pugh because I, so what she did is, (laughs) (laughs) I guess there's a bunch, I know it's so petty and I would have done it too. Um, and I will say, because I am I like Olivia Wilde, but there's been all of this um, Me too, gossip but... about what's going on with Don't Worry Darling, which is a movie that she shot, that Florence Pugh did with Olivia Wilde, who's the director, and Harry Styles is in it. And there was all this, like, alleged drama on set already going on. And I think we can be confirmed now, at least, because Florence Pugh has she Florence Pugh is really good about promoting all the movies that she's doing she promotes her work she's promotes it on her Instagram and she does not fail like she is all in it and a new trailer for don't worry darling just dropped and on that same day Florence Pugh posted a movie poster for a movie she has coming out a year from now even though don't worry darling comes out in September she has not posted about don't worry darling and instead that day posted in her stories about that movie coming out in a year 
and like I forget what she like what her comment was, but it was like something excited, like woohoo or something. And then <laughs> immediately after, Olivia Wilde posted this like very a bit too much of a post about it was like her as the director in the movie sitting at the chair and it's like I loved working with this magical woman so much at Florence Pugh like you are the best I love you Florence Pugh did not like that post has not commented has never commented on any of Olivia Wilde's oh posts my God. Movie, hasn't promoted the movie and I'm sorry like you can't tell me that that isn't on purpose to not even like the post and Florence Pugh to me seems like this is petty but she has a reason. I don't know what the reason is. There's a is. reason. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason. What is the reason? Yeah. I don't know. I was, know. I heard like a rumor that, um, and I think I heard it on Who Weekly that they were talking and they were saying that on set there was something like Olivia Wilde got so caught up with Harry Styles and like her like falling for Harry Styles that like Florence Pugh had to direct the end of the movie and like really took what? control at the end. Yeah. What? <laughs> And that that was like bad blood. And because it's not even just um, Florence Pugh and like a lot of the promotion, I guess, for the movie so far, because Florence Pugh is the lead. She is the star of the movie. But the promotion has been so heavily leaning towards Olivia Wilde and um, Harry Styles. Harry. And it's not just because Gemma yeah. Chan is in the movie, too. And Gemma Chan hasn't posted anything either. And I don't know if that is the same reason. So I think Florence Pugh is being petty, but I'm on her side. Even though I like I Olivia Wilde, but like I'm like, if you do yeah. that, if you're that, it's a project that you're not willing to promote. Something happened. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know that Florence Pugh is like the lead in this movie because I, <laughs> there's nothing about her. It's all Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde. And that, I, I mean, that's yeah. the problem. I think I would be pissed too. It's like she is. She's the star. She's the lead. I agree. I agree. I'd be mad. Yeah. And is this the first movie that she is, like, the main lead? Because obviously she's had large roles in, like, Little Women. and But this might be the first one that she's, like, this is my movie. So she was the lead in the movie I saw. And honestly, I can't believe I'm blanking on the title. But it was a very scary movie where they, like, go to Sweden. She was, like, the flower. Oh, was it Midsummer? Midsummer, yeah. Okay, she was the lead yeah. in that. Okay, I didn't watch that. Yeah, You but... shouldn't. On, it's terrifying <laughs> it's truly terrifying but she was great in it, in it but but she does like she's when you look at her instagram feed it's like promoting all of her work like she's constantly promoting stuff and for her to choose a movie that's coming out in september that she's not promoting which Problem. seems like okay it's coming out far we'll see let's see if she changes her like, if she does but i think the not liking that post that olivia wilde went out of her way to tag her and write like a glowing post for her that it's like that's suspicious for sure and I just think also that Florence Pugh like we know she's on Instagram because she replied to those like you know she was paparazzied with Nicholas the guy with the eyebrows I want to call him Nicholas Holt but I don't think that's his name Nicholas Holt is an actor okay maybe it was him but she was paparazzied with him and people were like new dating rumors like because she hasn't posted a lot about Zach Braff so people are like, oh, my God, she must be dating him. And she, like, replied. So it's like, we know she's on Instagram. And that she sees the so rumors, that's... too, which is. Yeah. And I think if, if if there was nothing going on with her and Olivia Wilde, like, there was no bad blood, you would be quick to be like, hey, guys, don't be silly. Of course, I'm so excited about She this would movie. like the post. Yeah. Yeah. Something's she would up. comment, thanks, babe. Like. Yeah. Loved working with you. Yeah. Yeah. So something is up. Okay. If any listeners have some hot tips. 
or some theories were all yours. The only thing I'm thinking is like it has absolutely nothing to do with Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles, and all that stuff. It's some sort of like money thing or like, you know, production thing where she's just not. The, the terms of her contract are just not being agreed upon. And maybe that's why she's not yeah. promoting. Maybe. I mean, which is not very interesting, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah but if they're not promoting, likely. yeah. If they're not also yeah. like, if the studio isn't doing a good enough job promoting her as the lead, and if they're doing a better job promoting Olivia Wilde than Harry, I'd also be like, you know what? Then you don't need me. Then have them. Yeah. It, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think because there was rumors that, Olivia and Harry got together to drum up controversy and drama for to promote this movie that she's probably like maybe doubling down that she's not happy with yeah. the way that this is rolled out. Oof. Awkward. I know. And it's like the stuff with Olivia Wilde and Harry is like tough because like I tried I try I like looked at TikTok comments to see when people are commenting and my God, like people are so I guess his fans love him so much that like you don't even know what's going on for like the truth because they're so crazy in their comments of like how much they hate her that I'm like, okay, is any of this Ugh. true because or do you all just hate her so much? Like what's the truth? I but... know. I know. I know. They're wild. They're terrifying. They're... Yeah. It's like the stand culture for Harry Styles is its own thing. Honestly. <laughs> well, are you going to watch the movie? 1000%. It looks yeah. good. The trailer yeah, does, it look, does good. look really yeah. good. Yeah, I liked Booksmart that Olivia Wilde directed. So, like, I'll probably watch this one, too. Yeah. And isn't it going to be on, like, is it in the movie theater or is it going to be on streaming? I think it's in theaters. Yeah, I think it's a theater but, film. Yeah, but also, like, Harry and Florence Pugh are so hot that I'm just, like, yeah, anything they give me, I'll watch. Yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll definitely watch it. <laughs> no, I'm I'm excited about it, and I of course it's 1950s, which is whole, my thing. So I'm excited for the costumes, like that aesthetic. Yes, yes. The time period, okay. Okay. the sets, and the the costumes. That's all me. So I'm I'm absolutely gonna watch it. Okay, okay. I'll I'll have to get both of your takes when it comes yeah, out. Okay. And we should be everyone be on the lookout if she posts if Florence Pugh posts anything yes. about it from now until then. Let us know. <laughs> Okay, finally, it's time for This Week in Petty, where our guests are going to share some stories about something that happened in their real lives that they're petty about. Molly, let's start with you. What are you petty about this week? So there's something I do often. I couldn't tell you why, except for simply I'm being petty, is I find when people post thirst trap photos of themselves or photos where they're like really trying to show off and like really want you to notice what they do, I do not like or comment ever. <laughs> I love that because I basically do that too. Okay. Like I just like scroll past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yes. Was there someone in particular that Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there's someone in particular that is always showing off, one-ups you in real life, and anything I post, it's always like, oh, I did that too. Oh, oh, did you have fun? Because I did that. And I was like, okay, okay. So um, there was a lot of that going on on this person's social media this week, and I was like, yeah, I'm just not acknowledging any of your posts. Nope, nope, sorry. So I love that. Yeah. 
Thank you. That's iconic. And that's super petty. It is. <laughs> the listeners are going to love that. I'm sure there's people that can relate. Yeah. <laughs> And what about you, Denise? What are you petty about this week? You know, it's funny because mine is also involving Instagram, which I feel like maybe it's just a breeding ground for petty behavior. <laughs> it it comes up way more than you would think. Yeah. Like, I would say, like, 90% of the stories that I get in This Week in Petty are, like, online are stories. Online. And, like, well, I could use that. I mean, I'm, I'm in Turkey and visiting my parents, but whenever I'm hanging out with my American friends here, I purposely pretend I don't know how to speak Turkish because it drives me crazy whenever um, people will just come up to me like at restaurants and stuff and like they'll be annoying and like trying to ask me about my friends or trying to ask things and I just pretend I don't speak, which I know if it's petty, it's like... This <laughs> week, you need to... You need to explain this. So people in Turkey are speaking Turkish to you asking about your American friends to like hook up with them no just like they're probably being friendly honestly like they're trying okay. to or but because my American friends speak Turkish but they don't look Turkish technically right. um and I think that's what bothers me because I'm like why are you just come? I'm an American I'm I was born in America oh, I'm American. I like, don't come saying. to me I, and they've lived mm -hmm. here for like 10 20 years I'm like go to them <laughs> ask them you know? yeah <laughs> petty. I'm like not to just explain like oh like my Turkish is not great you should ask them I just pretend like I don't speak at all. I'm like, like, I have no idea what you're I'm like, saying. I respond in, Amer in, in American, in English. I'm like, what? In American, I have no idea. English. Even though I absolutely know. <laughs> but my, so my Instagram one was, Molly, you're a big person for still letting those people be in your feed. I mute people. I mute their stories. I mute their posts because I don't want them to know I care enough to unfollow or block. So I mute them. But then I have a Finsta where I will watch their stories from my Finsta because I still pathetically care, but I don't want them to. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing! Amazingly pathetic. It's I don't okay. have a finsta. I like. I just. I would be so scared that I would like. Like that I would be found out. So I'm just like so scared to like even like create that. Do you have one, Molly? I had. If you want to tell yeah, us. Yeah, no, I you had. Don't a, I don't know. If you don't want. If there's like a. Is there a Facebook? Finsta, I know Finsta's Instagram, but is there like a yeah? Okay, like I have no because Facebook. no one is losery enough to have a fake uh, Facebook account. Molly, I, oh my god, I can't believe you're admitting that. Yikes. Um, you know what? It's not even like fake. I have I only found like my mom and my husband on it. <laughs> yeah, and I have like the name of my account is like my grandmother's name, and yes, but um, yes. I don't have a Finsta, but I am not against it. I am not opposed to it. I don't think it's a bad thing because there's a lot of people's stories I am curious about, but absolutely they can't know that I would ever look. I mean, no way. Yeah. And it's open. pathetic. Yeah. I will say there's so many because on my Finsta, I've been building this for years, years and years. And, years. <laughs> and the amount of people who have private accounts who will let me follow them. Uh, yeah. Shocking. Oh my God. I know because I get requests to my private account and I like decline immediately, but there are so many people that just accept. And I think it's because they want like high follower yeah. numbers, but I'm like, but why? I'm letting a lot of faces <laughs> I, through. I know. I'm like, I'm in here. They have no idea. That's yeah. so funny. Uh, I know you can't tell us, you, you should tell us offline, mm -hmm. but like what your like profile picture is and like, <laughs> Do you have do you have like a full persona or is it just like dog pics or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's a full persona. Well, because, you know, it's scary because these people try to follow you back, but I'm not a person. I don't have any person pics. Um, I post just memes on there. 
Oh, oh my god. god. Meme account. The meme account. Like I think I have like weirdly, I have like 70 followers, but my account is also private. But when I follow those people, they try to follow me back. And I'm yeah. so pathetic that I want to see what's going on in these. And I don't go into it often, but it's like usually when I'm like on a downward spiral, I'll be like, what yeah. Yeah. are all these like people who I hated in high school doing? Like, let me go <laughs> scroll through their stuff. Yeah. Um, well, that's account, why I haven't, but it's like sometimes fun. That's why I haven't created a Finsta because when I'm in that bad place, I don't want to spiral because it's yeah. so easy. But but that's what I was doing with my Facebook, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Instagram that's a dangerous place to spiral. It's dangerous. It is. And it's like, honestly, to build a Finsta that is quality, it, it takes years of commitment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, you put work into this, and I'm just not willing to do that. I was, and no. honestly, you know what's really sad? I started that Finsta when I I just broke it up. It was like in 2015, and I was like living in Nashville. I had no friends. That was seven years ago. <laughs> I had no friends. I'd just broken up with this, my like long-term boyfriend. I was like lonely in Nashville. I made this account. And like, honestly, I look back at it and sometimes I go to it and I'm like, you know what? At least you're not this sad anymore. You know? Yeah. (laughs) It cheers me up. Track your progress. Oh, I love that. Okay. Those were amazing stories. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. It was was so much fun. Thank you so much for having us on this. Awesome. And you're going to come on to our podcast. Too yes soon. yes oh my god it would be my pleasure <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll be in la when we record so that you can sleep in we won't, we won't oh be yes much appreciated. <laughs> yeah. okay i'll just do a nighttime recording it's fine it's fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay where can the listeners find you both your podcast and anything else you want to plug Okay. Well, you well, can follow us on on Instagram. We don't have a Finsta, but it's our on on Instagram. Follow us at <laughs> Gossip. Real. That's good for you. We also have a TikTok. Gossip. That's good for you. We're okay. Following right now. Yeah, we're, we're 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 ramping up the TikTok, but Instagram we're like pretty heavily active on. Yes. Yes. So Molly, plug of- your Molly makes things, and she has a book. <laughs> Molly makes things. So I am an artist, and I. During COVID and my pregnancy, I was doing a lot of illustrating. So I decided to start um, selling stickers on Etsy. So I have an Etsy account and it's called Stickerhead Club. And I have a lot of um, housewife stickers. I have Golden Girls. I have like food, like hamburgers and pickles. And <laughs> you have seasonal holiday stickers. stickers. Yeah, I bought all yeah. your Halloween ones seasonal and they're all original illustrations. And what I also have, which is my biggest seller is I illustrated a baby book while I was pregnant as well. And you can buy my baby book on Amazon. It's called, um, a world of words, animals by Molly Smith. And the animals in my baby book are also stickers that again, you could find on Etsy at stickerhead club. Oh my God, this is so cool. Okay, I'm going to check it out right after this. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. I'm like fascinated. And also like when you're saying bravo, like this is right up right up our alley. So yeah, I try so to cool. hit all the all the interests, you know, um, and I'm always illustrating and printing more and they're really good quality and I ship immediately, guys. So <laughs> she does. Honestly, I was shocked when so I, I, cool. I got those Halloween stickers and they came like, Two days later, I was like, what? How the heck? 
I like to deliver. Okay, do you ship to Canada? Um, I was just going to say, shit, I don't think I do, but I'll add, <laughs> yeah. I'll add Canada because I, I haven't done international shipping because I, I don't know, is that, that might be a little confusing, but I think I could add Canada to the list and it, it shouldn't be too hard, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like if it comes in like an envelope, it shouldn't be. It's literally just a yeah. regular postage stamp envelope. So it's. Yeah. Okay. So you should definitely. I'll yes. add Canada. Okay. I will add Canada today. So your Canadian listeners. <laughs> Check it out. And me. Oh, my and God. Okay, you. This is so cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is so fun. Okay, cool. I'm excited for that. And Denise, you can't plug your Finsta. <laughs> Finsta. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, at Denise Copsey, I try to put... I, w- I used to work in hard news, and that was... I was a bummer of a follow, honestly. I was not... She I was, was I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was like, this is what's happening in the news today. Womp, womp. <laughs> Um, but I, now I'm not working in hard news anymore, but, um, I, so if you're interested in like labor reporting or, uh, like labor as in like work and <laughs> unions, um, and financial fraud, I do tweet a lot about that. Um, government fraud. Oh my God. I know, which okay, is not what we talk pro, about in the podcast. Pro union podcast. <laughs> Denise is very passionate and informed. So she's like, I learn so much from her and she really gives the facts. She doesn't necessarily give like her opinion which I appreciate yeah. you know yeah so she is okay good this is, I, I cherry pick the facts that all suit my sh- opinion is what I do no I'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, such yeah. nuanced interesting lives yes. Holy shit. Yeah. but on it but our podcast is really we just talk about celebrity gossip pop culture and I yeah. do sometimes sprinkle in some of my I'm like how do I like shoehorn in what's happening in Dubai with the real houses of Dubai but without being a bummer you know but yes yes you and know that's very much my vibe too we have our niche interests I'm really interested in the olden days and Denise is like snoring but you know what someone else is going to be interested in something that happened in 1960 so you know what yeah exactly absolutely yeah we we but... bring it all in we bring it all in oh, I love that okay well thank you so much for coming on oh, thank, thank you Tori this was so much fun <laughs> And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Molly and Denise for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoyed it, you can follow me at RTPP podcast on all socials. And if you haven't already, leave me a rating and review on Apple podcasts. We also have some fun merch items out. You can buy a custom RTPP Starbucks hub and the cutest little keychain I ever did see All those links are in the episode show notes. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.